0: Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating.
1: Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going were born drive.
0: It's the Golf Insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on seven forty The Game. I
1: love to
2: play. Hey, bring me another
3: bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I four in the house. Your host Holly G and. He's back, the long lost co-host with the most. Back Get, from his vacay, Rich
2: B. Give it to me, the intrepid reporter.
3: Intrepid reporter. Intrepid man on his spare time. So did you have some lobster up there? I
2: did. I was sailing on the Charles. It was awesome. It was uh, beautiful. I know time. you were
3: sending me all these pictures you know, and sticking your tongue out at me. And
2: and uh, people were uh, crying because it was like 90 degrees up there, and I'm like, okay, let Let's go jogging. Heat you know, wave. They couldn't uh, they couldn't deal with it at all. It was sent the jogging.
3: whole. Jogging. When did you last go jogging? When they, you were 12? It
2: sent the whole city into uh, the indoors uh, with the air conditioner going on. Hey, let's talk about uh relationships in golf, Holly G. and Rich B. Oh,
3: you want to start with that already? Well, first, let's say hats off to Brent Sneedeker for his big win at the Canadian Open over the weekend. And congratulations to Hunter Mahan on the birth of his first baby girl, Zoe.
2: Oh, my. A baby girl. Grew up just to be just
3: like golf you, clap. Holly. Yes. How about that, Rich B?
2: You know, relationships and golf. Okay, we've got uh Furick and Fluff, Arnie and Winnie, Jack and Barbara, Gary player, and what's his wife's name?
3: I don't know, but <laughs> Gary had a few things to say to Rory today, apparently. And uh I can see that you did some some deep research on this, Rich B. How about Tiger and Lindsay Vaughn? Well, I don't know, but uh, you know, look at everybody trying to pick apart Rory's rory's game at this point and uh, he will be the defending champion next week at oak hill country club my hometown in rochester new york which i'll be heading to on sunday but yeah um gary player speaking out and giving roy some advice that uh, you know maybe he's not focusing enough on his golf and needs to find himself a good woman and settle down well you know what's uh, that saying about tiger no about his girlfriend well, you know, I Caroline. Think,
2: yeah, I think uh, Tiger and Lindsay Now, uh, all of a sudden, Tiger's got an arm injury from Lindsay twisting his arm, wanting to get married. I think Rory has a brain injury.
3: From- well, you are just you are <laughs> pathetic. Oh my god! Really? I don't know. That's what women do. I think I I think I <laughs> I ended your contract while you were gone. <laughs> But anyway, so it is a busy, busy week for golf. We've got so much going on. You've got the LPGA's fourth major. We can't keep track of them, but I believe it's the fourth now that there are five. And MB Park, is she going to put another major on her trophy case in route to the Grand Slam? And, of course, all kinds of conversation about the Grand Slam as well uh, because it's really about winning all the majors in a single season. And the LPGA used to have four, now they have five. So a tougher road for NB, but uh, very exciting this week coming up. And what an amazing playoff, Rich B., over the weekend. The senior British, a record-setting five-hole playoff that went into the dark, What what, 941? It needed to,
2: because Bernhard Langer couldn't be any slower. Bernhard the Turtle... Uh it just you know I don't know why they don't penalize them for p- slow play and you know and for that reason alone they weren't able to finish the playoff because of darkness. Hello. And it's 9:30 at night and they still can't get the round of golf in. What Holy did God.
3: they have them, you know, did they bring out carts with headlights? How, they did, I mean
2: they did. They had seriously? to shuttle them around and you know just to speed up play they actually gave them a ride instead of made them walk.
3: Well, Mark Weeby Mark Wiebe, where you been?
2: Yeah, Weeby in trouble because uh, we. But uh, uh, three
3: more holes, three more playoff holes on uh, Monday, yeah, and
2: they had to shut it down. Come back the next day and uh, finish off the playoff, uh, which is cool for Mark Wiebe. Definitely a journeyman uh, tour player. Yeah, and-
3: he won twice, I think, on the PGA Tour. But of course, uh, Bernhard, many many victories in his career. So you know, it was nice to see a, a win, a win for Weeby.
2: American win.
3: And he hit a heck of a shot on, on his on the last approach to eighteen on that uh fifth hole of the playoff. Wow, but, could you
2: imagine now they finished it at nine o'clock and they were back at eight o'clock the next morning.
3: Yeah, kinda crazy. Yeah,
2: nine PM. So they, you know, got a few hours of sleep, go had to go home and have dinner and take a shower, get in bed and wake up and go out and play off again. Be playoff ready. And uh that's uh pretty impressive.
3: Well, let's see. We've also got um the Bridgestone, the WGC at Firestone in Akron Ohio a little confusing there mixing up all the tire companies but you know back in the day it was Firestone and now uh, it's Bridgestone and what a great lineup they've got for this uh this week's event I think it's 24 out of 30 of the top uh, players in the FedEx Cup standings and uh shaping up to be a you know going to be a great field Tiger has won 18 times at this tournament i don't know seven seven times i believe
2: impressive record yes and this is a world uh golf championship sponsored by bridgestone keegan bradley is the defending champ
3: well keegan uh having a little bit of a you know up and down year
2: Sophomore, sophomore jinx maybe uh, maybe
3: but um hey you know or
2: is he having girl problems
3: nobody nobody (laughs) asking him about you know his girlfriend i don't know do we know if he has a girlfriend oh boy i don't know must have been a slow day for the media
2: ah nice but good thing i'm back
3: hey ollie oh so glad you're back rich B. but we've got lots to talk about and um we've got a great lineup tonight. We've got Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, and Craig Harmon of the Harmon Brothers, the head professional at Oak Hill Country Club, my golf pro back in the day, Rich B. He's got
2: some explaining to do this guy.
3: We're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Rich B's back, and uh we've got a lot of golf to talk about. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I
0: an impact, actually, uh, when he sank uh, three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't
1: believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. blue.
3: We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, back from a little practice in New England, Rich B.,
2: and uh, my uh, qualifier at the, the uh, Senior Open.
3: That's right. Made Congratulations. It.
2: It. Y'all can watch. Now, that's uh, August 9th, 10th, and 11th, and it will be uh, at Shingle Creek and Interlock and here locally.
3: We are going to have a big gallery out there Is following Golf you.
2: Channel? Is Golf Channel going to be Oh,
3: I, they might be. We'll have to check in with Golf uh, Todd. Golf <laughs>
2: Channel covering.
3: See if uh, maybe he'll do a little, uh, you know, on-the-spot interview. But, <laughs> hey, we're going to go to one of our main... Golf Insiders our Big Dog from ESPN.com back from the British Open. Now at the WGC in Akron, he doesn't let much grass grow under his feet. Bob Herrig, hello.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys?
3: Did you get to play some golf over there? I got to ask you that first, Bob. Did you take a did you take a few, little time off?
1: Uh, I actually did play golf over there. I got over there um early and uh went a couple days early not all for pleasure some of it was work related uh knowing that the women's open was going to St Andrews i uh went over there to write a story about St Andrews i played the old course which was quite a thrill and
3: nice. uh, managed
1: to fit in managed to fit in a couple of others as well there's you know as you know the the, the golf in that region is just phenomenal and uh
3: did you kiss you know, the Swilcan bridge you, you could,
1: yeah, I, yeah, took pictures on the bridge and um also played the new course uh um which uh is right next to the old course and and it's probably every bit as good, just is not just not historic, you know. Just uh not the same not not the same features and stuff, but it's still a lot of fun and um and then then ventured over to where, you know, the near field area where where the open was and North Barrick is is one of my all-time favorites anywhere. It's uh, it's about four miles from Muirfield, and it's just a, it's great fun and on the water and you know true links and uh, you know I highly recommend it to anybody who who's got a bucket list of golf that they want to you know check off. Uh, going to that area is just uh, it's just phenomenal. You, you you will not be disappointed.
3: Fantastic. And speaking of the old course, before we get into uh, PGA Tour talk here, of course, a big event happening this week for the LPGA, as you mentioned, their fourth major. uh, NB Park, possibly making history here. And I want to pose this to you, Bob, because I love your opinions. A lot of conversation about the Grand Slam and, you know, uh, the number, um, you know, given that the LPGA now has gone to five majors. Uh, of course, the Grand Slam was derived from winning all majors in a single season, not four like we necessarily think of now, which, uh, brings up a lot of other conversation about, you know, majors in the past when there were three in the LPGA and two on the LPGA. Do they constitute a Grand Slam for people like Babe Zaharias? Who won three back in 1950. All kinds of conversation about this. What do you think? We lose you, Bob?
2: Bob, Bob.
3: It was such, it was such
2: a deep question. He just fell asleep halfway (laughs) through it. He just
3: fell asleep. (laughs) Rich B, what do you think about it? You know, I, I, you
2: know, it's been four and I think it was because of the the, uh, men. You know that it became the slam and it was four majors uh on the men's side now on the women's side they've uh managed to throw in the fifth i don't know uh, why they did that but um anytime you win four majors you should be getting a lot of credit in the same year okay we've got bob back in bob uh, so fell what are off. your thoughts on that bob yeah
1: sorry sorry guys i, I think i forgot how to operate my own phone. Um, the uh well, you you were making the point about all majors in a year, which is a very good and valid point. But the other one is, you know, I, I think some people think grand slam was derived from the home run term, which was four runs. You know, so I, I think you could, you know, the, the you know hitting a grand slam, all all you know all all the bases were loaded and 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 four runs scored on a home run. I mean, there's some debate as to where the term actually came from in golf. And so, you know, I think you could certainly argue it, that it doesn't have to be all five. My, my problem with the five is that since when did anybody get to decree what a major is? I mean, in, in, in men's golf, it's sort of evolved. You know, they they didn't just decide one day that the Masters was a major. Now that's why the Players' Championship, I don't think, could ever be a major declared so by the PGA Tour. You know, so uh, the fact that, they, that they've decided to make Evian a major, I mean, the tournament's only been around for like 10 years. Um, so that's why if she gets it done at this one, I'm perfectly fine with calling it a Grand Slam, regardless of what happens at the next one.
3: I agree. And according to historian Martin Davis, The term Grand Slam came about in Bobby Jones' time. It's actually a term from the card game Bridge. A Grand Slam is when you take all 13 tricks, meaning you sweep the table and you win everything. So that's kind of interesting, Bob.
1: Well, yeah, and if you go by, you know, Martin Davis' definition, then she'd have to win all five.
3: Correct. You know, it it,
1: it definitely does suggest you have to win all the ones available. And and I'm fine with that argument. I get that. Uh, But also we've kind of come to take it as four uh you know the, the jones's grand slam was also referred to as the impregnable quadrilateral quad 4 um you know it's there there was really no discussion of any grand slam in golf after him until arnold palmer in 1960 nobody talked about winning four majors or sweeping the majors it just wasn't a a concept until really Arnold Palmer sort of invented the, the modern slam when he said after he won the Masters in the U.S. Open he went to play the British Open at St. Andrews, by the way, for the first time, and he sort of out loud said, "You know, wouldn't it be neat if I won this and then won the PGA? Wouldn't that be a, a, wouldn't that be a, a grand slam?" And the media kind of took off with it and, and there and there we go I mean nobody had ever really discussed discussed it in those ways until that point so as you mentioned you know the LPGA has had different majors um, a couple of them frankly contrived you know uh, the craft is sort of their is sort of their masters obviously the US Women's Open and the LPGA uh, I think are, are legitimately majors and it just made sense. That after the Women's British Open gained some traction and started going to the iconic venues, that that it be considered a major. So uh, it's it's almost a shame that the timing had to occur, that they added the fifth one this year, that it that we're even arguing about it. You know, it's just uh, re- regardless, it's a it's a phenomenal achievement, even if she just stopped at winning the three.
3: Absolutely, completely agree. And, uh, so it's going to be some great golf this week to, uh, to watch and, and see if she, if she, uh, steps up and wins that, that fourth. Turning, uh, to this past week and the Canadian Open, uh, Brant Snedeker, a decisive win after Dustin Johnson missed Eagle on 16 and then hit it wide right on the 17th, 60 yards out of bounds from the middle of the fairway, uh, just kind of uh, turned into a debacle, that hole. Um, I think he took seven and knocked himself out of the tournament. So um, not a good finish for Dustin. Uh, but what what are your thoughts uh, with the momentum uh, with also, you know, Kuchar and some others coming into the WGC uh, this week?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, certainly Brant's got some nice momentum after having it early in the year. You know, he finished, we forget, he finished second to Tiger and to Phil uh, early in the year and then won at pebble beach and got hurt you know he hurt he hurt his ribs and it and it basically knocked him out until bay hill and he wasn't really the same through the masters and and into the spring and now he's just gotten his form back he had a had a really good british open he he had a bad third round but he was he was sort of in the hunt he finished 11 and now of course wins in canada And you know he's kind of a guy I like next week i mean why not uh, uh, he brant seems to be a momentum player and uh and and uh obviously he's he's got some, some good vibes going right at the moment
3: well this is a course tiger certainly likes with seven wins in this event uh this would be something that tiger could use for a little momentum going into the pga championship next week
1: no doubt i i think this is a big week for tiger i mean you know he hasn't won here since 2009, and if you you know if you remember 2010, he was really that was when he was rock bottom with his game. 2011 it was his first tournament back after four months of being injured. Last year he tied for eighth. Uh, you know this is a course. To me, this has always been a perfect example of just because you love a course doesn't mean you're going to play well on it. Your game has to be there for for two for. Two of the last three years, his game wasn't there. Last year it was okay. His game, I think, is there. I mean, obviously he didn't win the Open, but he tied for six. Uh, and if it were not for some shaky putting maybe on the weekend, or some, some, you know, maybe some uh, shaky ball striking uh, in terms of hitting it close, you know, he he might have made more of a game of that. I just I think Tiger is playing decently, and this is a course that he really likes that combination suggests he should be up there now. So I, if he's not, then I don't think that bodes well, uh, because that means his game isn't there. And, you know, he's, he's won this tournament going to the PGA a couple of times, uh, uh, has you know seven wins. I think he has three other top 10. Of course, that's always been good to him. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs because now, obviously he's only got one more chance now in the majors. And, uh, and, and he's got a lot of scrutiny on him these days, you know, because he's not been able to to, uh, to pull one out.
3: Well, you've got what twenty-four of the top thirty in the FedEx standings that are going to be in the field this week.
1: I don't know exactly. That sounds about right. I mean, just about everybody. I mean, all top fifty in the world. Um, I, I know some of you know some of the top some of the guys are in the. Uh, the reno tahoe event because they didn't qualify for this but uh as between the two tournaments we got plenty of guys all the big guys playing
3: and as we're looking to the pga championship next week bob you know i mean each major this year we've said it's getting deeper and you know more exciting and more guys in the mix and it seems like the momentum is you know (laughs) just peaking with players at the top of their game when you look at phil even people like zach johnson now you have snedeker winning um, what are you, what are your thoughts? And
1: you know, and the PGA is the major with the deepest field uh, of of the four majors. You know, it, it's going to you know pretty much have everybody in the top hundred in the world. The other majors can't say that because they have the qualifying. Obviously, the Masters has a limited field, so you know that the uh, the PGA has has more players who can win. I think you've got the opportunity to see more names you might not expect which I think makes it harder for the big guys to be up there. But, of course, you know, if you just remember back one year, Rory McIlroy won by eight shots, Uh pretty remarkable performance. And uh, as you mentioned, we've had a lot of the big names in the mix here recently. You know, at the U.S. Open, we had Justin Rose won. Phil was up there. Hunter Mahan was up there, obviously, at the Open. Hunter Mahan, Lee Westwood, the last group, Tiger, Phil, Zach Johnson. I mean, it's been the names who have been performing. And Adam Scott was in the mix at the Open.
2: You know, so, Bob. Uh, <clears throat> Bob, it, I can't.
1: Be, I think it should be fun.
2: I can't let this go by without a mention. Uh, we have Daytona Beach's uh, own Rod Perry has qualified for the PGA uh, Open this year uh, through the local qualifiers. Started here in Florida and uh, went all the way to the top. He's like the player of the year in the in the in the uh, PGA of America. Uh, the members, uh, PGA of America. Anyway, local guy makes good, and uh, congratulations to him. And, hey, Bob, appreciate it. You know, uh, keep an eye on this guy. He's uh, he's a local threat, and he's a lefty.
1: <laughs> he's, he's one of the 20 club pros in the yeah. field. And, uh, and you know, obviously for them, it's an incredible honor uh, to get in the tournament. And it, you, you often see, you know, how, how their games, how good their games are despite how little they're able to work on them. You know, uh, it's uh, it's a tough deal being a club pro these days. They don't, they're not out there hitting balls every day. Uh, they got a lot of other things to do, and now they get to play in the major championship. That's, uh, that's not easy.
3: Well, I was up uh, at Oak Hill a couple of weeks ago, Bob. You know, it's a great traditional track. It's uh, one of the few, I think the only course that's hosted all six uh, championships from the Ryder Cup to... Um, the PGA to the, right, to the uh, U.S. Open. It's it's going to be a great, great week. And I don't think you're going to see anybody pull away at Oak Hill. Donald Ross, uh, the fairways are pretty narrow. The rough's pretty high. It's going to be a fun, fun week.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, the last time it played like U.S. Open, it was tough. Uh, only a couple of guys broke hard. The one that Sean McKeel won. And as you mentioned, traditional, old-style golf course, if that rough is up, Forget it. I, I know they had some issues with the greens because of some severe flooding uh, earlier uh, this month. Tiger actually referenced that today because he was there yesterday. Uh, so I'm sure they're working their tails off to get it all to, to get it all ready. But uh, you're right. It's you know that, it's a historic course that's uh, that's going to be a brute. I'm sure.
3: Well, look forward to seeing you up there, and uh, we appreciate your time as always. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. See you next week. Thanks, God. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We've got lots more coming up. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Stay with us.
1: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price.
2: I love my muni. I think it's nice. It'd be good
3: to just make part. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, uh, Rich, I'm heading up to my hometown next week in Western New York, Rochester, site of the PGA Championship, the fourth major of the 2013 season, Oak Hill Country Club. And it is my great pleasure to introduce to our listeners the longtime head professional there who used to teach me a little bit something about the golf swing back in the day when I was a little rug rat playing there at Oak Hill. One of the famous Harmon brothers, Craig Harmon, on the line with us. Hey, Craig.
0: Well, hello, Holly. Never heard you called Holly G before, but I guess I have to use that moniker for
3: you. Well, you know, after trying to spell. Nobody can spell Gagan down here in the South. You know, it's too long. (laughs) It's, and it's too Irish. So Ernie L said that Oak Hill is the best, fairest, toughest championship golf course he's ever played in all his years as a tour professional. Um, one of the best and certainly so historic having hosted the only club to host all six men's championships. Uh, pretty great tribute to the club. Tell us how it's yeah. looking for uh, next week.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's looking perfect. Uh, every, all the conditions are good. We've had such a wet summer that uh, even you and I could grow grass on our front lawn on these conditions. Uh, the rough is going to be very penal. Uh, there Kerry Haig has set it up a little bit more benign than in our past majors here, where there's a second cut of rough it's only two inches. Uh, but the rest of us are quite stout, and we look for some good scoring, but I think Oak Hill will hold up as it has in the past.
3: Well, I know Tiger and Phil were up there. Uh, Was it yesterday to uh, play and take a peek at the course?
0: Yeah, uh, Phil was here two days ago. Tiger was here yesterday, Uh, and they basically played the course uh, by themselves, really. They didn't allow too many people out there. One of the cool things that happened is Phil was playing with the Ricky Fowler, and at the end of the round, Ricky Fowler stayed around for an hour and putted on our upper putting green with about 20 of our junior golfers, just he and 20 junior golfers, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Where The other players kind of leave the premises, had contests with him, and uh, whoever won, he gave him the hats and balls and stuff. And, uh, quite a tribute to this young man, Ricky Fowler.
3: Well, I remember back in the day you had one of the biggest junior golf programs, uh, and I'm sure it's no different today Tell us a, a little bit about um, the the course setup. Have there been uh, a lot of changes? Some new greens? Any new tees?
0: Yeah, you know the uh, since the uh, term was here ten years ago, they've added uh, a little yardage on 17 and 18, which you know are already unbelievably hard holes. They'll probably rank one and two in difficulty. They'll play over 500 yards as par fours. Uh, they remodeled greens on five, six, and 15. I'll tell you what, Holly, number 15, the par three, with a little pond on the right-hand side. I have never, ever seen rough to the left of green like that. Uh, Tiger Woods hit some shots there yesterday from 10 feet off the green, took a big swing, and the ball moved about an inch. And he's trying to hit it uh, 10 feet in the air. He did about three of those. I've never seen rough that six. So I'll be curious to see how that whole plays. I think it'll be a controversial haul, one that the players are going to talk about where the rough is a little bit too severe. If they do get it on the green, it very easily could roll over the green into the ponds, and they have to hit that shot again. So uh, that one will be one to watch. Uh, that's the one where the the fans can pick the pin placement on Sunday, if you're seeing that advertised.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They can pick the location, four different locations. And a uh, little bit of trivia, Craig, my father had a Hole in one on 15, and um, it's been an ongoing joke in the family because I think it was reported that he hit a seven iron 175 yards or 180 yards. However, it true it was a seven wood <laughs> as the truth be told but uh, he oh, had a lot of boy. he had a lot of fun with that back in the day but um well
0: he used the rescue club before it was invented on that shot then that's for sure
3: yeah exactly i think it probably had a little more role um back uh back when he was playing it but uh what do you, what do you think's going to be the number uh i you know i did in 2003 it was it was right around par wasn't it
0: yeah i think uh, sean mckill was about three under you know when i played with the uh Rory McIlroy, in a press day, he predicted between uh, 8 and 12 under would win the tournament. He shot 67 in his practice round. Uh, but ironically, in our history of all our major championships, we've only had 10 human beings break par, not 10 in one tournament. And so I'm going with what Jack Fitt was shot in uh, 1980. He was 6 under par. And I think that'll be the winning score, 6 under par.
2: Uh Craig, this is Rich Bianco, PGA member, North Florida section. Hey, congratulations, Hi, man. Hey, uh Craig, now how long have you been there? Uh, you know, this is uh, my okay.
0: uh, 42nd year.
2: Oh, my. So, Holly is I so, know. hey, Craig, Holly is so afraid I'm going to ask you some questions about her junior years.
3: She's oh over here.
2: She just thought uh, she's scared to death. I'm going to ask some kind of question. You know, what, what happened with our dress coat was because of
0: her. She wore those short shorts <laughs> every t- day at our junior program. She said program.
2: that. And, she used to wear cut off shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
0: Mrs. Hoff was all over me. Those aren't regulations, those aren't six inches above
2: the knee. Oh, my. Right? There's always I'm one at, at the club. There, yeah, there's, there's one at the club. Below the navel.
3: Hey, I'll tell you what, though. It was tough, Craig. I remember, you know, you had you had, to qualify for our tag, Rich B, and I've told this story many times. Craig used to make it take about a 50-question test on the rules of golf.
2: Is that still in play, Craig? Absolutely.
3: And wow. to this day, I say that my grounding in the rules of golf was, was back to that time. Craig, I think, you know, more people need to learn the rules of golf, don't you? Know, you?
2: you know, Craig, I have to congratulate you on a great golf swing. Holly does have an actual great golf swing.
3: She'll yes, she shank does. it.
2: She'll shank it once in a while, Craig. But oh, uh, she, uh, she's still uh, absolutely a great golfer to this day, and that's a tribute to you. And congratulations on your 42 years over there in the same Thank you. country club. That's awesome, Craig.
0: Yeah, that's the one that baffles all the uh, my fellow PJ pros that I could say anywhere for 42 oh, years.
3: Oh,
2: man, that's a tough deal, man.
3: Well, wow, and, and that's, uh, that's now, his... Now when
0: you pull into Oak Hill Country Club, it's not tough. I can tell you that. It's oh, yeah. Duty. Good for you. That's
3: that's that's historic these days. That's for sure. Uh, so we're going to have some great crowds out there, Craig. Um, and uh, 13 playing as tough as ever?
0: Yeah, 13 total never been reached in 2, Holly. Uh, you know, there's this freak that dissects the fairway that they have to hit it about 310 to carry it. I will tell you that in this tournament, I think uh, at least a uh, half a dozen players will hit it over that creek and go for that green. And, you know, it's surrounded by this huge amphitheater. There will be about 10,000 people up there. They're going to see some kind of sight because I, think, I definitely think one of the players will definitely hit that green and two this time around.
3: And do you think it's going to be – I mean, we were talking earlier about the, the majors this year. I mean, the, the fields are so deep with talent, and you see the momentum that's built been building up all season. We've got so many players that are seem to be peaking and at the top of their game from, you know, Phil to Snedker this past week and Hunter Mahan who's been in the mix the last couple of, you know, majors. You've got Adam Scott, Justin Rose, all these guys. Do you think it's gonna be uh, a new guy that comes out and wins this for the first time, like Sean McKeel did, or is it going to be a veteran or, you know, somebody who's a, a major winner, or Hall of Famer?
0: You know, I, I don't think we're going to have the Sean McKeel experience, uh, you know, but he won the tournament, so he can't take that his name off the trophy. I think you're going to have a world class leaderboard coming down the stretch, uh, just like you had in the British Open and the U.S. Open. I think you're going to experience something like that. And uh, the last uh, three of the last four holes are so difficult because you're going to see a lot of changing of the guard on those three of those last four holes. And uh, But I really think you're going to see a world-class leaderboard.
3: All right. And speaking of world-class, Craig Harmon, head professional at Oak Hill Country Club. Can't wait to see you next week, Craig. It's going to be a wonder. how Lally. what's What's the prediction on the weather?
0: Uh, it's going to be about 75 for the high every day and about 50 for the low, so we have no heat wave coming in, which is good.
3: And I hope, hopefully the uh, sun will be out and uh, no more rain.
0: No more rain. So no more rain for sure.
3: Can't wait to have a Jenny beer and a white hot. I'll see you soon, my friend.
0: All right, Holly. Thank you so much for inviting me on the program.
3: Craig Harmon from Oak Hill. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We've got more coming up. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Stay with us.
0: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well.
2: We're
3: back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house Holly G, along with Rich B. How about that talent, Rich B?
2: Claude Harmon. Craig Harmon. Cra- yeah, Craig Harmon, excuse me. Claude one, was the dad. One of the Har- oh, the Harmon family. They're a huge golf family, My which pro- really cool.
3: Yeah, Billy Harmon, who's on the Golf Channel quite a bit now. And, of course, Butch Harmon, who is uh, Phil Mickelson's coach. But uh, Craig runs a great program out there at Oak Hill. And uh, I don't know that you know what a white hot is, Rich B.
2: Uh, I'm going to take uh, It's a tubed meat product. <laughs>
3: it's a pork <laughs> hot dog. Uh, exclusive to Rochester in New York, and it, nothing tastes better than a white hot with a Jenny Cream Ale beer.
2: Oh, that's what you're looking forward to next week. Did you call everybody, tell them you're coming into town? Of
3: course I did. Give them a warning. Oh, it's gonna be a big yes. crowd at the airport. But hey, <laughs> I know somebody else who's gonna be up there, and it's Todd Lewis, who, uh, is back from the British, and, uh, gonna spend a few minutes with us right now. Hey, Todd.
4: Hey guys, how are you?
3: I am doing great. And um, we were just talking to Craig Harmon, getting the scoop on how Oak Hill is shaping up. Uh, Tiger and Phil were up there the last couple of days. Tiger making some comments today that uh, the greens were looking a little spotty. What do you think about that?
4: Yeah, you know, I've heard that. But, uh, you know, hopefully the PGA of America can take care of that and, you know, maybe... Get some water on it if needed. Uh, I, the thing I'm hearing from the guys that that have been up there to play a practice round is that the rough is thick and dense and high. And, it's uh,
3: beastly. I can tell you, they had record yeah. rains in June. I was there a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh, it's going to be killer if they get you know left or right of the fairway.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. It's much. It's going to be more like U.S. Open rough uh, than PGA Championship rough. So. Uh you know, as I'm sure Greg told you, Oak Hill's not a bomber's golf course. It's all about precision, it seems like, especially with the rough as dense it is, as it is. So I think that widens up the spectrum for a lot of players to win the PGA Championship. And if you look back at history, um, there, if there's a, a major championship where a guy you wouldn't be counting on or you wouldn't put a dollar down to win, uh, it, it's the PGA Championship of, of the four majors.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about that Sean McKeel, who won in 2003, and um, you know it's it's going to be interesting whether it's going to be you know a Hall of Famer or somebody who's um, you know uh, going to pop out here of the pack. Maybe somebody like a um, Snedeker, a, a Brant Sneedeker or Bill Haas, or I, I mean, there's just so many players. Todd, we were saying that the momentum has just kept building all season long, and here we are with so many guys seeming like they're, you know, peaking and at the top of their game. Uh, Phil, you, I mean, you know, we could go down a list of 10. What are are your thoughts?
4: Well, I mean, this is what we've been talking about for the last year and a half, and the fact that there is so much parity globally in golf right now. Um, I think, um, I believe, 18 of the last 20 major championships, excuse me, last 20 major championships have been won by 18 different players uh, only Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy have won twice um and that just again speaks of just how deep it is. I mean Tiger talks about it. Um he talks about how at any regular PGA tour event, much less a major or a WGC event, the cut used to be, you know, 12, 13 shots. Now it's closer to 8 or 9, and that that's pretty significant. That may not sound like a lot, but I mean that just again talks about how concentrated um golf is globally for I mean You look at the match play, the WGC match play, when they line them up, 1-64, 64 64 takes on one, 63 takes on two, and, you know, and so on and so on. I mean, really, any one of those guys with high seeds could lose to the 60th and plus uh, in the world, because that's just how good these guys are.
3: And, of course, the PGA Championship having the deepest field of any of the majors, uh, you know, this is just going to be good stuff, Uh, you know... If you're going to pick somebody, to, like you said, that might come out of a, you know the pack that we wouldn't be expecting, who's on your radar?
4: Well, I mean, I, I do believe that guys who are playing well right now, who have a win or two in 2013, are going to definitely play the best um, at a major championship just because they've held some hardware on a Sunday, and they have recent memories of that. Um, you mentioned a guy who I think is going to play pretty well there, and that is Brant Snedeker. Uh he won in Canada last week with a pretty good field. He's already won again earlier this year at the Pebble Beach event. I mean, anytime you anytime you can putt well at a major championship, you have a little bit of an advantage over the rest of the field. And Brand is considered one of the best putters. But if you look at what he has done statistically this year compared to last year, his ball striking is incredibly improved. Um, he's been working a lot with his head coach, not his head coach, swing coach, Tom Anderson at Sea Island. Um, and they have really worked on his ball striking, making sure he's hitting the fairways and obviously hitting a lot of greens in regulation, and and it's paying off. He had a little bit of an injury um, with his rib at the beginning of the year after winning a Pebble, and I think that's behind him now. I think he's in a good frame of mind, uh, and and I think he's going to carry a lot of momentum, not only to Oak Hill but also to Firestone this week.
3: Uh, How do you think the course sets up for Phil? But I don't know what's going on. I, I'm,
4: I'm interested to see how. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about Oak Hill. Right?
3: Yes, so I'm sorry. Right?
4: sorry. Yes, well, yeah, Oak Hill, sir. Uh, I I'm interested to see how Phil plays this week, because traditionally, historically, when a player wins a big event, I'm talking about a major, especially one that you know they really kind of wanted, or maybe you know they haven't won one in a while, which Phil hasn't and hasn't done in a while. Generally, the next, it takes them a few months to get back to the game that they were just at. perfect example is Justin Rose. I mean, Justin Rose is number one on the PGA Tour in total driving. He's, he's a great, great player, top ten in the world, top five in the world. And, you know, he wins. Uh, and, and Marion wins the U.S. Open. And then next time he comes out, he misses the cut. Well, not the next time, but his next major, he misses the cut at Mirfield at the Open Championship. So, I mean, that's a perfect example. Uh So I'm curious to see how Phil plays. Now Phil says that winning the Open Championship, he said that this week is the greatest accomplishment in his career. I mean, considering he's in the World Golf Hall of Fame, that says a lot. And he feels firmly that he is playing the best golf in his career right now, which again says a lot. Uh But I think he's just kind of enjoyed the Open Championship over the last week or a half or so. He's you know he's been around, with, traveling around with the claret jug. Letting his friends drink out of it, taking it to Callaway in Carlsbad, California, where where you know obviously Callaway is a big sponsor of him, so employees can enjoy it. And he's just been having a great time with it. I don't know if he's really focused in yet, or uh, off the high from from Muirfield, um, heading into this week and maybe next week. I'm, I'm interested interested to see how Phil plays this week.
2: You know, Todd, I have a question. Uh, can we call this the the single malt slam? I mean, he won the Scottish and the British.
3: <laughs>
4: wouldn't that be a double wouldn't
2: that be a double malt? Well there you go. Now that, that doesn't happen very often either. Anybody that goes it's over there a week happens. early.
3: Yeah, and those were two big events.
2: Oh, and was he griping? The, the, about paying tax money? Oh, he, I, no,
4: he didn't gripe about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea though, the single or the double malt slam. There you go. That's yeah, a the great one. malt. I well, mean
4: look, Phil Phil's playing I mean, he, this is great for golf because I mean Tigers won four times this year. Phil's now won twice, including a major championship. Tiger hasn't won a major championship since the summer of 2008. So that Tiger-Phil kind of rivalry that we had for a little while, it seems to be back. And I think this is going to, you know, if this carries over into Oak Hill, I mean, gosh, can you just imagine the rating? If Tiger and Phil were paired in the final group or maybe the fi- one of the final two groups on Sunday at the PGA Championship, I mean, that would just be outrageously good.
3: And outrageously good fodder for the golf channel. And speaking of which we've got about a minute left of the women's British Open this week. Tell us when the coverage is on the golf channel.
4: Well, we don't have the coverage, ESPN has.
3: Oh uh, boo.
2: But, oh cool. Yeah, It'll be on but, early but, morning.
4: Yeah. But we obviously have a crew there, Tom Abbott, Brandon Chamblee, uh, is gonna be part Trotch winner, fourth major, uh, in a row. Uh, talking to Brandel, he says that I, he doesn't consider India uh, a favorite because St. Andrews, where they're playing the Rico Women's British Open, uh, is, is kind of a bomber's golf course. She's a, she hits the ball at 248, which is 76 uh, as far as rankings go on the LPGA Tour off the tee. Um, but I don't know. She's got a giant eraser, and that is putting. She's number one in strokes game, putting, and number one in scoring average on the LPGA Tour. So it'll be interesting to see how she handles. What is external pressure for her? To
3: win it for. Absolutely. And it is going to be uh, historic. And man, what a smooth swing she has. Todd Lewis, thank you so much. Thanks to all our golf insiders tonight. Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Craig Harmon from Oak Hill Country Club. Rich Walsh behind the glass. And our very own Rich B back from vacation. When's the big tournament, Rich?
2: August 9th, 10th and 11th, Florida Senior Open. Interlocking and shingle creek.
3: Lots of great golf this week. Keep tuned to the golf insiders. We'll be back next week. We're out of here.